0: Amen. No longer, no longer a slave to fear. And especially during this time, fear is so rampant. And I hope that you who are watching this right now, joining us this Sunday morning, that you can say with us, I am not a slave to fear because I know I am a child of God. Well, good day to you, church. Welcome, those of you watching us from our church in Pretoria, and so many of our friends from uh, all over South Africa and other parts of the world. Last week, we had uh, six nations, apart from South Africa, joining us in this service. We had Angola, uh, we had uh, Italy. Portugal, United Kingdom, we had um, United States, Brazil, so uh, thank you for for joining us, and if you are from some other country that I haven't mentioned, please let us know in the comments that uh, you are watching us as well. Tremendo ter vocês de Portugal, Angola, Brasil, visitando a gente aqui na África do Sul. Uh, muito bem-vindos a esta programação, que Deus abençoe vocês neste programa. And that's a little bit of Portuguese for you, okay? The language of heaven. Guys, it is so wonderful to be together. And as you've seen, things have changed. You know, last week we could still put a small team together and uh, be at church. But now, everyone is in their own homes. Uh, South Africa is in shutdown mode. Many countries in the world are in shutdown mode right now. Probably most of you are there. Oh, okay. Lockdown. Sorry, we'll just that okay. Lockdown. Shut down. Yeah. Lockdown. As you probably know, we are in lockdown mode, and probably most of you watching this program, because I know other countries are also in lockdown mode, um, and that is the reality that you are living in uh, today. And of course, something like this does bring anxiety. Does bring fear to many people. But we're going to deal with that just now as I continue. Second part of the message I started last Sunday on faith over fear. Just a couple of things to bring to your attention. Next Sunday, the 5th of April, we'll be turning our attention to Easter. Next Sunday is Palm Sunday. So I will be sharing with you a message on Palm Sunday. And then the week after that, the weekend after that, we normally in our church, we meet on Thursday night, not on Friday. We meet on Thursday night to celebrate the Last Supper, and then on Sunday morning to celebrate the resurrection, and that's what we'll be doing. We'll be giving you all the information, but maybe you can get together, have a meal as a family, and at a certain time, we're going to come on on air, and we're going to do communion together on the Thursday evening, and then we'll be together again on Sunday morning to celebrate the resurrection of the Lord. Um, that 's it, so let me remind you this of this again that church is not a building. Church is people. you and I we are the church, and the season that you are going through right now with all this that 's going on in the world and very often our inability to be together and to meet together. This is actually a great opportunity to apply some of the things which we as a church learned recently in our Back to Basics series. People around the world have complained that churches couldn't get together. uh, And, uh, you know, because of what's going on and they're missing, let's get together, we should get together. But you know what? The fact is, (laughs) for so many people, including some of those complaining, when we could get together, they didn't. They were so busy, you know, doing other things, going on picnics and having other meetings. And I really hope that once the season is over, we will give a lot more value to the privilege we have of being free to meet together as a church. The truth is that this is nothing new. Throughout church history, the church oftentimes has been forced to go underground, to gather together in homes. Or in secret places, in small groups, just families, three, four, five people. Even today, China, most of the churches in China, they cannot meet publicly. They've got to meet in small groups, homes. And so it is a reality that we are facing that is not new to the church of Jesus Christ. And the church has prevailed and the church will prevail through this as well. We have spoken about the importance of the Word of God and of prayer. And right now, it is a great opportunity for us to practice and to do that. And I want to encourage you as families to do it. We do have time. Most of us as families, we are not supposed to go out anyway. So let's take time. Why don't you put time on a regular basis daily to get together? Put some time aside and, you know, maybe sing a song together. Open up the scripture. Read a passage. Discuss it. What is it telling you? What do you believe the Holy Spirit is telling you through this uh, passage? Then pray. Let every member of the family pray. Pray for the situation. Pray for people that you know that are maybe being isolated or maybe that are, uh, have been tested positive and are going through this. Pray for those people that are doing essential services. Pray for, pray for the protection. And so there's so much you can do. Have that little home meeting. Be the church. Because that what you're doing there, even as a family, those prayers that coming together, that encouragement is worth a lot spiritually and it's doing a lot for other people. If you have children, include them as well. Read them a a Bible story for children and and explain to them what's going on. Encourage them. Have them pray together with you. Let's do these things, these practical things and really be the church. There's a scripture that's doing the the rounds in social media. One of them is Isaiah 26, 20, which says, Go, my people, enter your rooms and shut the doors behind you. Hide yourselves for a little while until his wrath has passed away. And now you may ask, wow, is the Lord angry with us? Is this why all this is happening? Well, no one can say categorically what the Lord is doing and why. What I know is this, that the Bible says that towards the end of times, many things would happen, including pestilences like the one we are seeing right now. And what I know as well is that the word says that we should all be ready for the return of Jesus. We should all be ready to meet the Lord. Are you ready? You know, the one thing that you are called to do once we give our lives to Jesus, once you are born again, once we have received the work which Jesus did on the cross for us. One of the things and perhaps one of the main things you are called to do is to help others come to know Jesus as well. Why? Because one day we all have to stand before the Lord and give an account of our lives. And so let's use this opportunity I know that through this season, it is causing some people to stop, to pause, and to rethink their lives. And that's where you and I come in as a church. We are here to give hope to people, to tell them there is a way, that this is not the end. That there is a God who loves us and wants us with Him forever. Not just in this life, but forever. And so let us be ready Amen? To help people, to be those beacons of light and of hope, not to be taken up by fear. And talking about fear, let's get back to part two of our message, Faith Over Fear. If you missed it last week, please go to our website, go to our YouTube page and, and watch it, listen to it. I'm sure it will be an encouragement to you. Now, there is so much that Bible says on this topic, and probably you've heard little Clips and, and, and messages about this uh in media. But and I, I encourage you to go and spend time in the Bible, in the Word of God. See what it says about fear and about faith. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you through your own Bible and as you sit with him and hear the word, let him encourage you and give you a personal word. But let us talk a little bit about it now, about this topic: faith over fear. You see, right now, the biggest danger in the world is not the virus. The biggest danger in the world right now is the fear that this virus is causing, causing people to behave irrationally, to panic, to do things they would not normally do. And that is a bigger danger than the virus itself. Make no mistake. The virus is dangerous. I'm not saying ignore the virus. Uh-uh, no, we, we cannot ignore this. But we also must not allow fear to grip our hearts. Fear paralyzes whereas faith mobilizes what do we need to overcome fear one of the greatest ingredients antidotes to fear is peace peace the old testament word for peace is shalom and this word peace doesn't mean the absence of trouble the absence of war the absence of problems no And and by the way, that will never happen until Jesus comes. There will always be some problem, something going on that will bug you. The peace the Bible is talking about is an inner sense of well being, of settlement. I've got peace on the inside, which allows me to face what is going on on the outside. There's a quietness in my spirit, there's a quietness in my soul. And this is a promise that the Lord gives us. This peace is promised to those who trust, who have faith in the Lord. Listen to Isaiah 26, 3. It says, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts you. Stayed means steadfast, focused. So, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is focused on you. Verse 4 says, trust the Lord forever. For the Lord, the Lord himself is the rock eternal. God is eternal. He is the one you can go to. This world, as we heard last week, is being shaken. Everything is being shaken. But the kingdom of God cannot be shaken. Our God is there. He is stable. He is eternal. And if we turn our focus, our faith, our attention to God, he promises us he will keep us in perfect peace. Notice where the battle takes place. He says, whose mind is stayed on you. You see, the mind is the battle place. The mind is where the battle goes on whose mind is stayed focused on the Lord, filled with his word. Let the word of God direct your thoughts and imaginations, not the fearful stories which are being thrown at us from all corners. I'm not saying ignore. I'm not saying stick it in the sand and pretend that nothing is going on. That's foolish, and we'll get to that uh, just now. And there have been some people who have done that. They've totally ignored what's going on. And the results are there as well. No, you must acknowledge that there is a problem. You must acknowledge what is going on in the world. There is an enemy, and we are uniting against it. It's actually wonderful to see how the whole world is coming together. Even people that are normally enemies, they're coming together to fight this enemy. We have a common enemy which are fighting together in the world. But to overcome fear, you need wisdom. Listen to Proverbs chapter 1, verses 32 and 33. For the waywardness of the simple will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease, be at peace without fear. Of harm. You see in this passage, complacent, being complacent and deviating from instructions given at this time, instructions given by government, who are informed by experts. If you ignore that, it could bring destruction upon you and upon others. You see in this passage, when it says, Whoever listens to me, if you go and read uh, this chapter one of Proverbs. This is the wisdom of God personified, and the wisdom is speaking as if it were a person. And wisdom says, Listen to me, listen to me, and you will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. Look at that last verse. Whoever listens to wisdom will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. This is such a now word. It's for you and I today. It is wise to listen to the instruction of the president and stay indoors right now. Unless you really must go out, you know, or unless you are an essential service provider. Sometimes to fight the enemy, you go, you move out. You've got to act, you've got to fight. But sometimes to fight an enemy, you stay, you get quiet and you wait. You wait. Listen to Psalm 46, verse 10. He says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still. Be still and know that I am God. Be still. Cease to move about. Stop and put your thoughts and your attention on God. Jesus said, These things I have spoken to you, that you may have peace in this world. You will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Listen, you are home, but you can pray. You can praise. I hope you've been praising the Lord this morning with us. You can share the word of God with friends on social media and tell them why you are not paralyzed by fear. Tell them of the hope that there is in you. Tell them that this shall pass and that faith in God will get you through. Let us join together in praying that a cure will soon be found and this pandemic will be history. Remember, the real destructive virus is not the coronavirus. It is the virus of fear. Fear paralyzes. Most Most of us are confined to our homes. But we are not paralyzed, are we? We are not. We can pray. We can stay in touch and encourage our friends and our family. We can take time daily as families to pray for the nation, for the world, for those people that you know are being directly affected by this. Pray for those who are working outside, uh, outside their homes in essential services. Pray for their protection, for their health. Our spiritual battle does not stop just because we are in our homes. And you can engage in it right now right where you are. Faith overcomes fear when you put your trust fully in the Lord. Joshua 1:9 says the following. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wherever you are, you are not alone. God is with you. In verse 8, the Lord instructs Joshua to meditate in and to obey the word of God. And so he says, you do that. And remember this, trust in me. Do not be afraid. And now it's a good time for you now to apply this. Now it's a good time to fill your mind with the and your heart with the word of God. Yes, we must know what is going on in the world, but take time to feed yourself. Feed yourself. Feed your mind, feed your spirit. Spend time in the word. Hear what God has to say and share with others what God is saying. Don't fear. Spread hope. Spread the word. There is a fact that we cannot change. And here's the fact. The fact that we all must join together in fighting a common enemy. So let us focus on that. We are on lockdown. It is a short-term sacrifice for the long-term good. I think at this time, it is appropriate to remember the serenity prayer. You probably are familiar with it. It says, God, grant me the serenity. To accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things that I can. And wisdom to know the difference. This little prayer is actually a shortened version of the prayer written by the Reverend Reinold Niebuhr. He wrote it around 1932, 1933. And the full version reads as follows. I want to share it with you. It says, God, give me grace to accept with serenity the things that cannot be changed. Courage to change the things which should be changed. And the wisdom to distinguish the one from the other. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did, this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you, O God, will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. What a powerful prayer. Let us make that our prayer as well. We will never be completely happy in this life. But with God's help, we can be reasonably happy and be prepared with him forever. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ, which passes all understanding, guard your heart and mind as we go through this season. Let us pray. Dear Lord Jesus. You are the Prince of Peace. And I pray right now for everyone watching this program. Lord Jesus, won't you give my brothers and my sisters, everyone under the sound of my voice right now, your peace. Thank you, Lord, that we can trust you in a time like this. That we do not have to be paralyzed by fear or enter into panic. But we can trust in you, Lord. Lord grant us to us in your will in Jesus name and so now may the love of God the Father the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and that precious fellowship of the Holy Spirit remain with each one of you with each one of us as we remain in him Amen Thank you so much for joining us for Church at Home. We trust that you are blessed by the service. Please go ahead and like and follow us on our social media platforms so that we can stay connected with you. May you stay safe, may you stay healthy, and may you be blessed.